Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. If I would have kept making only the minimum payments on my credit cards, my debt would have taken me 47 years to pay off. These are real National Debt Relief customers. I knew I wasn't going to be able to get out of debt by myself. Credit card, medical, or personal loan debt? National Debt Relief negotiates with your creditors to reduce what you owe. National Debt Relief got me out of debt. You could be debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months. Visit nationaldebtrelief.com to learn more and get started. nationaldebtrelief.com Everyone has already shut it off. Everyone has already shut off the episode. I can't. Was Lady Gaga just here? I think so. We just missed her. I mean, she's only five foot two. She slipped right out the door. I I thought you were going to see. I think that it's because the last clip I watched was her Oscar performance of Shallow. So my problem is in my head it's just shallow over Give it to and us. over and over. Give it do again. not skimp on this. Give it to us, Jack. You want me you don't want me to skimp Please. on it. I want you to give me that belt it out girl. Tell me something, girl. No, I'm doing the Bradley <laughs> Cooper part. Are you living in a modern world? I like that you're making eye contact with me. Oh, you you need more. We have to show them we're in love, Natalie. Oh. In oh. This is the wrong part of it. I'm singing the Gaga part because, of course, I'm falling. Oh, look at him go! And all the good times I find, I find myself and I'm falling. Don't change. I Should we start the episode over again? I feel like we might need to start the episode over again. I think what? everyone's already upset. This is perfect. <laughs> I think we've done great. I'm off the deep end <laughs> Watch it I dive in I never meet the ground Who's going insane? Not us <laughs> um, uh, I'm far I, from the fucking shallow now I decided that my quarantine personality Is now going to be Lazy Gaga And I'm going to mm. do full costumes Full hair, makeup Prosthetics um, Costume changes But I'm just going to sit on the couch. <laughs> I think that she would be totally gaga for that because we are jumping in. Welcome to Pop History, part two, Lady Gaga. I don't know if you could tell that we're still doing Lady Gaga. And again, this is just the music has been, um, it has infected my brain. And I think that especially in a quarantine time in listening to this music about having your artistic freedom, about going out there and being yourself. And I just, um, I want to do those things, but you can't. You got to stay inside. So I think that where your head is at, Natalie, mm-hmm. is completely perfect. Put on the makeup. Put on the clothes. Go to the kitchen. 
Stun, stun, strut, stun. Strut, strut, Turn back around, go back into your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been cutting the ass out of all of my pants in order to be more fashion forward. <laughs> I am Holden. Hello, welcome to Pop History for our part two of Lady Gaga. And it is, I'm so happy to have blessed you guys with some Lady Gaga renditions early in this episode. Oh God, is... I'm just thinking about the back of your balls now. <laughs> oh, I oh, pulled them out the back and call it my back tail. <laughs> And I appreciate everyone for hearing that uh, and knowing that for all of time now. Well, because Lady Gaga knew, especially at this point in her career, we are going into the art pop century of Lady Gaga. And something that she says over and over again is that putting out the idea that she doesn't want to be one song. She Mm. says that she is the next 25 years of pop music. Damn. And she said it's hard, it's really hard to measure that kind of ambition, that kind of blonde ambition she pulls on her hair. She said that kind of blonde <laughs> ambition is looked at with a raised brow because most artists don't have longevity today. More like it's, crazy gaga. Uh, crazy gaga, especially in fun music that's about underwear and pornography and money, baby. Uh, I was very shocked to find out that art pop was like a kind of a flop. They were calling it literally art flop. I I I loved the song. I still do love the song Applause. And for some reason that's why I guess I was I didn't realize we were actually about to talk about the downfall of Gaga. I didn't realize she had a downfall. I, I didn't moment. either. Right? I think that this is just a I think it's a hiccup. Yeah, I don't know. Career. Yeah, it's more like a hiccup. Yeah. But I she don't if oh the way she tells it, it's this massive, <laughs> brutal, well, you know, she tailspin. Feels things very Deeply. Well, you have to also remember her first album. She she talks about this many times in interviews of where she didn't do the small circuit for very long. She went right, right from doing underground clubs to doing stadiums. That there yeah. there was no in between for her. So to have any kind of hiccup for her is something that obviously she still has nightmares about. Sure, for sure. To the point that I believe it was last year. When Lady Gaga tweeted out, I don't uh-huh. remember art pop. That's yeah. all the tweet was. And a bunch of the little monsters flipped out. Because the thing is that true Gaga fans really do love art pop. It is a stripped down version of what she was doing originally. And I think that that is something that she, because it wasn't as insanely commercial of a success as the fame or the fame monster or born this way. I had I think no it, idea. Yeah, well, I think I was listening to it. I think it's good. It's just not like a step forward for her. And a right. step. And if it's not a step forward for her, it ends up being a giant step backwards because that's the way that she puts stuff out. I felt like so, we were equally inundated with it as a society, though. You know, like those songs seem to permeate as much as the other songs. Yes. Right. Yeah, but this was her sure. big time for her to finally be the female Warhol that she really wanted to be. Mm. Art pop was supposed to be much bigger than it actually ended up being, which is why when we get into talking about why she drops her manager and things like that, and what and what happened, because what was going on in Lady Gaga's life? If you saw Lady Gaga five foot two, you guys remember that she had this huge surgery. She is in chronic pain. This is a big part of what is going on here because her whole life changed when she fell and hurt herself during the Born This Way tour and found out that not only did she have fibromyalgia, but also would have had to get a complete hip replacement if she had not gone in 
when she needed to go in. Mm -hmm. And someone going through that kind of traumatic incident is going to change your whole outlook of everything, of who's there for you, of why they're there for you. And really, I feel like at that point, I wouldn't want to be creative. I think that I'd need some time to step away, but instead what she did is she just leaned in even further yes, and created something that I think for her brain was born out of trauma as opposed to her usual creative process. That's how right. you get the good. Adele, oh, baby. I mean, this is a big part. That's why I think Adele can't back, be happy. She has she to be, be constantly happy. breaking up with somebody. She can't be happy. This is why I think I really enjoyed Art Pop a lot. as an album that I never had gotten into that much before. Uh, I saw it as a, in a very different way because she kept saying that I wanted this this album to lack maturity. Yeah, she wanted it to be a, a fun night at the club and wanted her audiences to have fun, uh, which is, is interesting. Fun. Because it's born out of this six months that she's laid out and she's studying literature and music with her house of Gaga for the new album. There had actually 50 songs in consideration for this album, which is kind of amazing. And how old was she? How old was she during this time period? Oh, God. Uh, mid to late 20s. 20s. She's a year older than I am. So 2011. That's, mid 20s. Yeah. That's yeah. so crazy, man. Yeah, the the showstopper, of course, we already mentioned was applause. Gaga said, I would be ready to go on stage and just be crying hysterically, not understanding even how I was feeling. I was feeling very dizzy. I had a lot of vertigo. I had pain, but it's like, fuck if I know what hurts the most because I'd been on tour for a year, but I didn't want to let them down and I just couldn't cancel because the thought of leaving 50,000 kids in the arena just broke my heart. So I went out every night and I played and I played and I played until I couldn't walk one night. And that's, of course, led to her, her hip stuff. It's very it's very similar, interestingly, to Prince because they both mm-hmm. perform in the same way. Yes. Whether these tiny little bodies, she's not doing any active flexibility training, I can tell. <laughs> um, you should be, Lady Gaga. Uh, Gotta but stretch out the muscles, But babe. she she contorts on stage, which I think is so cool, but that will fuck you up unless you are constantly strength training which is mm. why i think it is the difference in watching pink perform versus lady gaga oh my perform. god because yeah. pink is an aerial artist oh, she's so cool she's also a gymnast she works all she that sings while she does it oh god so she's so strong cool. i can't wait to do pink we're gonna do, oh, pink yeah, we gotta do pink. but especially but i will say the drive though that lady gaga had because this was during the born this way ball and she said i had broken my hip Nobody knew. And this at this point, when she did this interview, she hadn't even told her fans yet. She said, when we got all the MRIs finished before I went to surgery, there were giant craters, a hole in my hip the size of a quarter, and the cartilage was just hanging out the other side of my hip. <laughs> I had Damn. a tear on the inside of my joint and a huge breakage. The surgeon told me that if I had done another show, I might have needed a full hip replacement. Um, so yep. this is the level of pain that she's working at. I say yeah. just get the robot hip. I mean, yeah. make my whole body robot. I can't wait to cut off all my limbs. I want only robot limbs. Yeah. Now, that th- another misstep when it comes to art pop that we have to talk about because it's so weird and fascinating. 
of course, is that there was a track on it that featured R. Kelly. Uh, and yeah. that is going to be one of the weird, there's just a lot of weird juju going on with this album. It's a well, very also, strange. I think it's good to recognize too, that she started writing this album before the surgery and then wrote it through the six months of recovery. Uh-huh. So I think that that's part of where the weird juju feeling is coming from. Man, the live performance of her and R. Kelly is yeah. so uncomfortable to watch. So uncomfortable. What's the name of the song? I didn't write it down. It's do called. Do what with, you want with my body, yeah. right? Which is do what you so want to my body is one of the. The song was written in reaction to an article Gaga read that was discussing her weight and Kelly was brought in largely because she was living in Chicago. She was taking in a lot of the R&B and hip hop sounds from that city and R. Kelly is a big part of that, unfortunately. Gaga said, it was about my obsession with the way people view me. I have always been an R. Kelly fan and actually it is like an epic pastime in the house of Gaga that we just get fucked up and play R. Kelly. In, In her defense, I will say, that's something we've all done. We were we've all we oh, used yeah, to do no. keys to ignition and she all had that no stuff. idea that there is. I mean, to the extent that we know now, and but it's really crazy to look at it from this side, realizing those lyrics mean such different things mm-hmm. between yeah. her and him. Yes, and there was a weird music video that they shot that never yes. saw the light of day. And it was just like a bizarre misstep. After the TV series Surviving R. Kelly came out, Gaga pulled the song from streaming platforms saying, if I could go back and have a talk with my younger self, I'd tell her to go through the therapy I have since then so that I could understand the confused post-traumatic state that I was in. Or if therapy was not available to me or anyone in my situation to seek help and speak as openly and honestly as possible about what we've been through. I can't go back, but I can go forward and continue to support women, men, and people of all sexual identities identities and of all races who are victims of sexual assault so and and you can't find it on spotify like it's not on the album it's not on the album anymore i had watched the snl uh they did an snl performance together of it and that's another one that it's it's just it is very uncomfortable now to watch and i think that this is also another part of where her weird juju this is me completely speculating but the way that she talks about especially with everything that happened with r kelly and later on when we get into the hunting ground songs that she did in 2015 i think i'm assuming that we we talked about this last week at 19 she was sexually assaulted and didn't speak of it for seven years now she immediately had risen to stardom while all of this was happening and i'm assuming that this is the first time since then, these six months in between that she started processing and dealing with it mm-hmm. in uh-huh. the way that she needed to have done when it had first happened. Uh-huh. So I imagine that all of this is being built up. It also was put into an album that was supposed to be fun and just dancing and not saying anything. And right. th- that is that's such a like for someone that is so open as an artist, that's such a push and pull that must have been very difficult for her to get through. You know, my theory is this is speculation again. I think she stepped on a witch woman's foot, made her angry, and oh. the witch woman in turn put a curse on her home. I hate it when that happens every time. You know, it's like thinner. You know, at least at least he had that time period when he got really thin. <laughs> I want to support witches. <laughs> I really feel for witches, but then they go and do shit like Don't this. Step on their right? feet. Don't step on their feet. Step on a witch's <laughs> feet, and you hit will the street. Hit the street. Yes, you hit the street. We're running away from them. 
Um, I, I also, so she. Side note: She pulls in visual artist Jeff Koons, who is known for his pop art sculptures such as Balloon Dog. You would recognize his stuff if you saw it. I think if you looked it up. Oh, Balloon Dog! Yeah, the, um, those those huge sculptures go for like a million dollars. A millions like, of dollars. No, it is, it is ridiculous. Kind of crazy. I looked into Jeff Koons because he's so he did the cover of. He art did the cover. Pop. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Say. And because I do love the, the the one thing I did remember about Art Pop is that cover. She is a mannequin type representation sculpture of herself looking into this big ball, and he actually had put a lot of, you know, obviously thought into creating this the gazing ball. He says Jeff Koon says it affirms your existence, and then from that affirmation, you start to want more. There's a transcendence that takes place, and eventually, it really leads you to everything. So that aspect's there, but also I didn't realize that. Um, Gaga is in front of the in the background. It is Gian Lorenzo Bernini's Apollo and Daphne. Yes, and that's the work where Apollo chases Daphne and she turns into a tree. And so there's just glimpses of Daphne's face and of Apollo. Apollo is the god of music, and whenever Apollo would perform music, he would transcend. He would change. His being would become more feminine, and that's the transcendence that you can experience through art and life. Your being can change. Your possibilities can change. Your perimeters can change. So I I think that this does create such a depth to an album that mm. ne- not necessarily was asking for that depth, but also mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I think the cover's cool. The old gods are so much cooler. We should go back uh-huh. to doing that. Dude, yeah. I think that's fucking sick. Apollo's I would love shit. to worship some old gods. Okay, yeah. I'll bring the goblet. You guys bring the pig's blood. I'm okay. so excited for this. I'll be okay. Mr. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old game thing. <laughs> um, so... The A week before the album is released, Lady Gaga, as you mentioned already, splits from her longtime manager, Troy Carter. The album comes out. There's art flop memes. I mentioned that before. There's the controversy around the R. Kelly song, leaving critics divided. Because at least it, it, I will say back then it was a little less cut and dry than it is now since the special, the TV series rather, came out surviving R. Kelly. Right. All this to say, though, Gaga's hitting a weird rough patch. And she had opened up, she had opened up of why she had broken up with Troy Carter ah, at this please. point. And it was, so Troy Carter, it's, he's another one of these music dudes that seems a little full of himself. And he was very open about the idea that he create he's credited with having lifted her quote unquote from just being another struggling artist at the bottom of Interscope's farm roster and elevating her to label superstar. Mm. She was very specific about her vision. All of the music was there and all she needed was someone to help her translate it to the rest of the world, which is where I came in. <laughs> and what Gaga had said about it. Now she's never pointedly spoken about it. But she has alluded to it. And this quote says, she says, My heart breaks from the people I have trusted and loved, who I've worked so closely with, who have used me, lied to me, worked me into the ground for their personal gain. When I woke up in the hospital after my surgery, there were many people that were not there. My health didn't matter. I didn't matter unless I could perform. This is a very hard lesson. Those who have betrayed me gravely mismanaged my time and health and left me on my own to damage control any problems that ensued as a result. 
Millions of dollars are not enough for some people. They want billions. Then they need trillions. I was not enough for some people. They wanted more. She claims the whole industry turned their back on her upon the release of Art Pop, saying, I became very depressed at the end of 2013. I was exhausted fighting people off. I couldn't even feel my own heartbeat. I was angry, cynical, and had this deep sadness like an anchor dragging everywhere I go. I just didn't feel like fighting anymore. I didn't feel like standing up for myself one more time to one more person who lied to me. By J but January 1, I woke up, started crying again, and I looked in the mirror and I said, I know you don't want to fight. I know you think you can't, but you've done this before. I know it hurts, but you won't survive this depression. And also, that fucking witch is gonna pay. Whoa, yeah, she's throwing that. She throws that in there randomly. Uh, I, I think this is one of the, the trappings of getting successful really young because you're so naive and I think you attach to people in the, the entertainment industry in a way that you you kind of when you get older understand those relationships are not real and they are looking at you as a commodity and you, if you go in understanding that it won't be as awful for you when they turn mm -hmm. their backs because they're not your friends they look at you as a way to make money and if you can just accept that from the, the get-go there's going to be a lot less hurt feelings afterwards. She totally mirrors She totally mirrors those statements, Natalie. I have another quote here. When you become famous or you become a star, there's all these other things that begin to happen and you have to work the system, especially in the music industry today, which is so different. You're dealing with this streaming war and it's an absolute nightmare to witness as an artist because it's not about music it's, and it's all about business. And that's just not who I am at all. At the end of the day, who I really and truly am is a little girl who loved to play the piano. <laughs> so, <laughs> once you start pulling that little girl into the system, she starts to get kind of, well, why am I doing this? What I want for my fans and for the world or for anyone who feels pain is to lean into that pain and embrace it as much as they can and begin the healing process. And to that, I also say that witch woman <laughs> whose feet that I stepped on back in 2002, uh -huh. I, I, I apologize. Can you, you please... You were limping for maybe a week. Do you have to make my next album terrible and make, and make me do a video with R. Kelly? I mean, it's just a foot, witch late. woman. It's just a foot. Well, Although, hold in. As, as somebody who also identifies as a little girl who loves to play piano on the yeah. inside, do you, does this resonate with you? A little bit, but I played with my with my arms not my hands flap 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 <laughs> and my flap. parents were like you're That's playing the piano wrong charlie <laughs> and i was like me name's not charlie me name's holden i also used to be talking with a british accent as a child uh, there's See, a lot I of things that going on. You've just changed. You've just Americanized over the years, and it was yes. through your use of the piano. Which you know what, brava, Holden. You that is something welcome. you had to find your own pain and embrace it and begin your healing process. Uh. And now you've shed your accent. But I will say, maybe the witch did give her the idea <laughs> to for art pop to have a two-day art rave at the Brooklyn Navy Yard in November of 2013 as a as a huge album release party. I think my favorite part of the album release party is, so she had a press conference and a live performance. And during the press conference, Gaga revealed the world's first flying dress called the Volantis. <laughs> 
So apparently, <laughs> the white the white vehicle, which is described by Entertainment Weekly as a hover dress, features a central column to which the wearer is clamped by a safety harness and then covered by a white plastic dress, and it lifts her up off of the ground um, about three feet. And the dress was designed by Tech House, the House of Gaga's technology branch, and it took them two years to create. I think that's cool as shit. Of course. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to see anything floating. Yes. So she had this huge release party for it regardless because, you know, she's still a part of a huge label no matter how she was feeling at the time. And this is her first art pop. She called it an art pop film. So this is, you know, the beginning of her starting to act. But she puts out this art pop film for the song G-U-Y on it. And uh-huh. it's long. It's about a 12-minute long music video that goes in and out also of other songs and should have been another of how we feel about Telephone, of how we feel about mm. her other music videos. I had never seen it before. Right. It's great. Yeah. It's cool as shit. Yeah. But I, it was just such a weird unveiling of everything that I think it just didn't stick the landing like the other albums had. She has a lot of thoughts. And honestly, and this is why I love that what we're about to talk about, because I think it's the coolest, most rock and roll thing Lady Gaga does in her career. It's honestly just people are you now used to these really long music videos, are used to these big extravagant gestures to the point where, oddly enough, these bizarre, crazy choices are becoming a little rote in terms of Gaga, which is why I fucking love that she ends up working with Tony Bennett and doing I like love. a whole American songbook thing. Yeah. I think it's the best, smartest thing she could have done. Um, so this is back in 2011. Gaga does a jazz version of The Lady is a Tramp with Tony Bennett. Um, and they first met that year after she performed a rendition of Nat King Cole's Orange Colored Sky at the Robin Hood Foundation Gala in New York City, where Bennett asked Gaga to sing a duet with him on his album Duets 2. That's what the Lady is the Tramp uh, recording happened. That's what I love about their meeting. She uh-huh. said, I, I walked off stage sweating and they said, Mr. Tony Bennett wants to meet you. My father got all choked up and my mother said, oh, I need to fix my hair. We all had champagne. I was so happy to meet him. And then he said, oh, I love this interview. I've got a bunch of quotes from this interview. And then he Are says, you going to start crying? The, no, not yet. I'm going to cry during the hunting ground probably. The first thing I said was, let's do a jazz album together. This is Tony Bennett. And she said, okay, that quick. I just love what she did on this album. She's up there with Ella Fitzgerald, who is the greatest singer in the world. And then she said, working with Tony has reaffirmed everything I knew, but that you start to forget when your life changes and it gets really noisy. For Tony, it's all about great music. Mm -hmm. I love Tony Bennett. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I was trying to remember. He's the one you absolutely adore. I You've seen him live him. and stuff, right? I have, no, I've never seen him live. I always wanted You're to. You're an Italian girl who I'm an Italian Queens. girl from Queens. Of course I love Tony Bennett. Which is why, can you imagine, like, I can't even imagine if Tony Bennett came up to me and my mother, my mother would burst into tears. Oh my right. God, your mom would lose her mind. Yes. Right. I actually have a quote here from The Witch. Tony Bennett, I love him. If Gaga does an album with Tony Bennett, then I will release the curse. Did she release the curse? Is that a part of this? Is yeah. that in your notes? 
That's what released the curse. So Tony Bennett was born and raised <laughs> in Astoria and began singing at a very early age in his Italian-American family, getting his first number one hit with Because of You in 1951. Frank Sinatra had this to say about Bennett. For my money, Tony Bennett is the best singer in the business. He excites me when I watch him. He moves me. He's the singer who gets across what the composer has in mind and probably a little more. He was also asked how did he start doing music and it's just this answer it's so classy it's so delightful <laughs> he said I attended the American Theater Wing School in New York after serving in combat in World War II the first thing they taught me is to only sing quality intelligent songs never treat the audience disrespectfully it was a wonderful lesson I had a teacher on 52nd Street Mimi Spear, she said to me, don't imitate another singer because mm. you'll just be one of the chorus if you do. To learn how to phrase study musicians, a piano player, a saxophone player, and see how they're phrasing. Mm. I took her advice. It sounds so simple, but if you just be yourself, you're different than everyone else. And isn't that just a delightful thing? It's very cute. <laughs> I love him. And that's also Gaga's mantra in a lot of ways, too, which yes. is what I think makes them such a good pair. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Uh, Tony Bennett reached great heights of popularity in the 50s and 60s, but his career does take a downturn during the height of rock and roll in the 70s. He gets a big comeback, though, in the late 80s, 90s. Now he's just revered. Everyone loves him. Sure. Um, they brought in swing band composer Marion Evans to help with uh, an album recording using a bunch of different fantastic musicians and orchestras. And I love that this is where, where, where Lady Gaga is now. Is, and she says... Art pop didn't grab the whole world the way the fame monster did, but that's okay because I know it's good. That's what Tony has taught me, that my intuition is right. When he talks about the 66 albums he's put out, the peaks and valleys, and how it's not about having a hit record, it's the most inspiring thing. So she needs him at this point. She needs him. She needed him. Yeah, it released her voice. It it, it, it allowed her voice to take center stage without there needing to be some big electronic radio hit or, or some attitude behind it. And so Gaga announces the album Cheek to Cheek, with Tony Bennett on Twitter shortly after the first inaugural ball of President Obama's second inauguration. Bennett said, she's actually a very authentic jazz singer. She'll turn a phrase, she'll make it different because of the moment that she's singing. And so what happens is it keeps the songs alive. The interpretations become very intimate and everlasting. And Gaga said, he, referring to Bennett, 
brought out a subtlety in me that I've missed for a while because my life is very noisy. It's a lot harder to sing with auto-tune in a way, you know? It's a lot harder to sing with rigid electronic music and lots of spectacle. It can be difficult because it's not always extremely natural. So this, I just love this fucking album. He was like her sing daddy. She, I I, I think that she was. I think he was her sing daddy and, and still is and she carries him with her to the point that not only did Tony Bennett invite her to lecture with him at the Frank Sinatra School of the Arts, he also drew one of her tattoos. Oh, wow. She says, I asked Tony to draw me a trumpet, and he sketched me Miles Davis's trumpet. Then I had it tattooed with his last name, Benedetto, underneath, just so I would always remember this time that's together. The, that, that's the one on her bicep, I the think. One under, yeah, the one underneath her arm. Which is adorable. That's great. I will really, I love any of these older men. If they just didn't didn't push a woman off a boat ever, I'm like, you know, then you love them. You love them. There you go. Natalie loves the old men. <laughs> I love as long that. as they are, as long as they're building you up, as long <laughs> as they're working with you and not against you. And they're not you. just like, hey, look, I got a secret. Look. And then their balls are hanging out of their fucking pants. Yeah. Like, Come on. Because that guys. used to be flirting, yeah. you know, in their time. That's a 1950s flirt. You got to know what the <laughs> balls look like if you want to go further. And that's why you have you those. those backless pants because you're a traditional man your balls stick out <laughs> <laughs> he's courting that's his courting yeah, he's process being coy. the album pulls from the great American songbooks of George Gershwin Cole Porter Jerome Kern Irving Berlin and more Bennett's great desire was to introduce the jazz standards to a younger audience through a gaga which I think definitely happened Gaga described the album as quote rebellious and quote liberating which I agree with for her as she could reach her full vocal potential without dealing with the drive to get radio hits out of it as I mentioned before well and that's what she had said yeah she says there's a part of me that's been too quiet for a long time that's now being reawakened after years of producers and record label people telling me to make my voice sound more radio friendly she was also super nervous to sing with Tony Bennett saying I just wanted him to hear I have an authentic jazz voice and that I studied that if he can hear that I'm okay if he can't hear it I'm not an authentic jazz voice and he did so much for her at this point in her career that I feel like she put something out there and he listened and came to her because in the same interview she says it's heartbreaking six months ago I didn't even want to sing anymore and what does he say he says do you know what Duke Ellington said he said number one don't quit number two listen to number one (laughs) and then she says right the other day Tony said I've never once in my career not wanted to do this. It stung. Six months ago, I didn't feel that way. I tell Tony every day that he saved my life. And then the interviewer asked, you felt like giving up. Why? And she said, I'm not going to name any names, but people get irrational when it comes to money and how they treat you, what they expect from you. But if you help an artist, it doesn't give you the right, once the artist is big, to take advantage of them. I was so sad. I couldn't sleep. I felt dead. And then I spent a lot of time with Tony. He wanted nothing but my friendship and my voice. And then she began to cry. And then he holds her hand and says, 
I understand. And then she says, it meant a lot to me, Tony. I don't have many people I can relate to. Wow. And I, it's just what I love. This interview, I cried like five times. <laughs> I love Tony Bennett. He's such an amazing father figure. <laughs> oh, and another touching moment, it, because Lady Gaga was very inspired by Amy Winehouse, who passed away just a couple years prior, saying, I thought of her almost every day in the studio. I wish she was still here. She was jazzed to her core. And if you do remember the Amy Winehouse documentary, there's another touching scene with her and Tony Bennett and, yes. and she's so nervous as, she's like in the thro deepest throes of her addiction and yet she walks in the studio and becomes a super nervous little girl to be there with Tony Bennett and he takes care of her and treats her with such respect I love him too he really Aww. is just seems like this amazing father figure Sing especially Sing yeah Daddy. especially to these like very troubled you know pop singers and stuff that get thrown through the system and then Tony's there to like to pull you away from it for a little bit and be like, no, this is, you know, don't, don't. Remember don't. where you came from. Tony's got it. Sorry, guys. I just had a, there was a, there was a commercial in Pittsburgh for years. There was a mattress uh, mattress store, and it was this very strange looking man. His name is Tony, and the store was called Tony's Got It. And the commercials always went, "Tony's Got He's It." Got it. Ugh. Wait, wait. What did he have? Just mattresses? Yeah. Mattresses. What did he have? Yeah, okay. So only if it's mattresses. Yes. If they, that is the that's the clincher there. Yeah. Tony's big wet mattresses. Back in the day, there was a little bit of a fad for a little while where people would soak their mattresses. I rather than be wet than be too dry. That's what I always say about my mattresses. <laughs> you do, and I always thought that was weird, but now it makes sense. <laughs> so they end up doing a small tour in 2015 with Lady Gaga opting to perform in smaller acoustic music halls as opposed to the arena she had been filling. I wish I could have seen some of these shows. They did places know. like Radio City Music Hall, the Royal Albert Hall in London, which are the amazing theaters. I'm sure they were brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this turn in her career. I think this is when she starts to really click in. And find more of herself. And I yeah. think that it's very important to look to a pop star that is not, at this point you can tell that she's doing this for her. She's mm -hmm. finally doing something that is for her, and you gotta give respect whether you like that album or don't really dig it. You gotta at least respect the fact that she's doing her. And uh, you know what? You do you, girl. Mm. I just put big two two up, fingers up, and Natalie, um, like to giving her a peace sign. Now, Unbelievable. in this same time period, Amer are we type American Horror Story? Well, actually, before I, we get to American Horror Story, I did want to talk about the fact that I distinctly remember being so excited because she had played small roles in Machete Kills in 2013 and Sin City 2, A Day yes. to Kill in 2014. Mm -hmm. So how did she get her first big screen role in Machete Kills as ah! La Chameleon? <laughs> she was actually getting a tattoo next to Danny Trejo. Apparently, the two struck up a conversation about Machete Kills while waiting in L.A.'s Shamrock Social Club tattoo parlor when Gaga mentioned she would love to work with Robert Rodriguez. Hell yeah. So a representative for Open Road Films has since confirmed that then Danny Trejo called up Robert Rodriguez to say that Gaga was interested, and then she got the role. She was given a small role in it, which is also why she's in Sin City 2. That's how I always get my parts, too. I'm just like, I would like to be in this. And, and then, then everybody, say, here you go. Yep. Well, you'll be in the movie. And that's, that's film, guys. So if you want to get into entertainment, it's that easy. I mean, it definitely shows because that's exactly what happened again with Robert Rodriguez for Sin City 2 because 
he really wanted to work with her again because he had a very good time doing it and she he wanted just to put her in a small part in Sin City 2 in between her tour dates and he said she happened to be on tour in Houston just a couple of cities away from us in Austin she was ready she brought her own wigs I said we're not gonna have time to make a wig for you so she showed up we did the scene she knocked it out of the park and then she was back on tour that's another thing that you if you were getting into the entertainment industry Always bring five to six wigs with you yes. to every audition. I mean, I, it's how she's getting in Robert Rodriguez movies. Rodriguez says that he is certain that Gaga could have a long acting career if she wants it because he says the camera loves her. She's a great performer. She's performed twice for me now, and I was blown away by her discipline. She studied acting before she became a singer, and you could really tell. And as the saying always goes, if you want to beat the witch, you gotta be, be the witch. Be the witch! And that is when she starts doing American Horror Story. <laughs> Gaga finally gets her big, big acting shot with American Horror Story Hotel, season five. In this one, she's a vampire, not a witch. But not my favorite season. Sorry. Right, right. I also didn't really like it, but I dig, dig her choices in it. Lady Gaga and her outfits. It wasn't her fault I didn't like it. No, but I completely, because she did go on to win the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Limited Series or TV movie for her playing of the Countess in the American Hotel. Owner of the mysterious Hotel Cortez in LA, who is also a blood sucking fashionista. (laughs) (laughs) On her first day of shooting, on her first day of shooting, she puked into a plastic bag and then gave it to show co-creator Ryan Murphy. Ew, as like a joke or whatever. whatever. I mean, that's like so I laughed. <laughs> oh, puke in a bag. Oh, that is my favorite joke. So this is where um, <laughs> she had gotten up because of, you know, now since it's her big... How did she get her role on American Horror Story? Do you also want to know that? She, she puked had, in her hands. She puked she in her hands. the director, but that's how you get every role in that's Hollywood. No, she cold called Ryan Murphy and straight up just said, I told him I wanted a place to put all of my anguish and rage and that I was excited to play a killer. And Ryan Murphy said about her, we relate to each other because we're both transformers. We do something trying to work out shit in our personal life. And then the next year, we put on a different costume and we're somebody else. Because Ryan Murphy does bounce all over the place when it comes to what he creates. I'm a little, I worry about him. Yes. Yes. Gaga said, it's always been so important to me that if I were to ever make a move in television or as an actress, that it would never feel like a move and nobody would ever go, oh, here she is trying to become an actress and put out a clothing line and a record label. Uh, you know, that's sort the sort of thing that everyone expects, right? That it's time for my empire. I don't give a fuck about that. It was is completely unfulfilling to me. It does nothing for my soul. What I did want was to be taken seriously as an actress. Now, my Jackie. only thing is that actually, oh. isn't that exactly what she's doing? I mean, I she has I House know, of man. Gaga, <laughs> which has projecting. a technology category. It has a whole <laughs> so, like she's got her whole house laboratories now that makes makeup. Are you starting so, I, a feud with Lady? Gaga right now? Not, Is that what's I'm happening I'm saying right I support now? it. I'm just saying you, maybe you are creating an empire. Maybe that's exactly you what you're doing. Better you watch yourself, that's not what you're doing, Jackie. But maybe that's exactly what you're doing. It sounds like Jackie Zabrowski is starting an online feud with Lady Gaga. I'm scared okay. of her and okay, her little Madonna. monsters. No, the little I'm monsters not. call her mommy. I'm I'm the mommy now, dog. That's what I'll say to all of them when they <laughs> when they ask Lord. me. Good. 
but she she did she did uh she came back in the season six of american horror story before we move on yes yes i just want to say that i like that season a lot and she was really good at it yes roanoke she plays of course a witch thus completing the circle of the curse So i thought that the circle of the curse ended with the tony bennett album but then so she she takes these backsies the witch takes these backsies she did well it was just that allegedly you, you she she finished the half circle of the curse with the Tony Bennett thing that removed the curse from okay. her next album. But oh. in order to fully, be, she had to become the witch in order mm. to fully beat the witch. Beat That's the when witch. the witch okay. melted. Yeah. Once the witch saw Roanoke season six of American Horror Story, the witch melted so that oh, all that was no. left was her eyeballs. And that is where we get to her breaking up with Taylor Kinney. Because, <laughs> oh, because she had the witch's eyeballs so she could see things that she see could not see before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. okay, okay. Then she could see the future and saw, did not see Taylor Kinney in it. Taylor okay, Kinney was her longest relationship up to that time, uh, which led to an engagement, but it ended in July of 2016. Gaga cites her career as the main cause. Here's a good quote from Gaga about the way she about her relationships. I sold 10 million records and lost Matt, who was the creative director of House of Gaga. I sold 20, 30 million and lost Luke, who was the hair metal bro. I did a movie and lose Taylor. It's like a turnover. This is the third time I've had my heart broken like this. And I don't uh, think that it's fair because it seems that what, there are Natalie? a lot. Are you I, starting to beef with Lady Gaga online right now? Are I'm you the mommy saying. now, dog? <laughs> no, I'm not the mommy. I'm just saying that <laughs> From what we know of Luke, he sounds like a jerk off. So yeah, how, more like, like fluke. Some yeah, more like puke. Wow, yeah. guys. In a bag, give it to a yeah, man. Yeah, more like puke, cucumber in my water because it doesn't make it better. It- Jackie, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, wait, so we're learning today. You don't like cucumber water. I'm fine with it, but sometimes it makes it taste like vegetable, <gasps> and I don't need it in my water. But it's okay? spa water. It's spa water. No Jackie. spa. You're gross. Yuck. Cuke water. Uh, she is. I feel like she gets a bad rep uh, on the internet about like, go, like, oh, she just keeps getting engaged, keeps getting engaged. She seems like a person that is very passionate and loves to love. Oh yeah. I don't think that like just having multiple like multiple engagements makes you a a flirty bird, a bad no, girl no. flirty right. bird. I'm just saying maybe <laughs> the people she's falling in love with are assholes. And I yes, that's what I just said about that actor that I don't know anything about. I think he's a monster. Whoa. Yeah. Taylor wow. uh Taylor Kinney. Are you starting an online fight with Taylor Kinney right Whoa. now? Yeah, maybe there's a feud and he doesn't even know what's coming for him. <laughs> well, I will give you a million reasons why this next album oh, is an absolute showstopper. We have oh. to, I'm putting you on fucking uh, on pause, on pause, on pause. I'm putting you on pause, pause, putting you on pause, pause, because we need to talk the quarantine has ruined my brain. <laughs> I'm paused. I'm paused. We, what are you going to talk about? We have to talk about the hunting ground. We have to talk about the hunting ground okay. in 2015. <laughs> the, the hunting ground is a powerful documentary. This is serious, Holden. No more smiling. What's the hunting ground? I'm it is a powerful documentary that focuses on the epidemic of sexual assaults and the growing network of student activists who are working to combat the violence. Stop! He's still laughing. Everyone, I'm sorry, I'm taking, still, it <laughs> I'm taking it seriously. Taking it seriously. You're I'm not sorry. taking it this seriously. This is a tonal shift I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> I'm 
putting it into the next gear, okay? <sighs> I'm driving stick. Let's hunt those Over grounds. Here. What's going on? What are we? So Lady Gaga wrote and sung two songs for the soundtrack. One was called Swine, and the other was called Till It Happens to You. Now, Till It Happens to You, oh, you should. Um, Mary, can we listen to a clip of Till It Happens to You? You tell me, hold your head up, hold your head up, and be strong. Cause when you fall, you gotta get up, you gotta get up and move on. Tell me, how the hell can you talk? How can you talk? Cause until you walk where I walk, it's just no talk. Tell it happens to you, you don't know how it feels. It's very upsetting song. Yeah. And she co-wrote the song with Diane Warren, a seven-time Oscar nominee for songs, and recorded to it, it to accompany this amazing, powerful campus rape documentary. So Lady Gaga said about it, when you look terror in the eye and you go numb like that, it's like something really dies in you. And that's something Diane really helped me with. I'm the artist on the other side going, I don't know if I can reveal this, Diane. And she's saying, you can. But I had to forgive myself. I had to sit down at the piano and say, you didn't provoke that person. It's not your fault. For women to be as sexualized as we are in the media and then to be judged for wanting to be sexual beings, that, to me, is a cage. We can't survive unless we're beautiful. But if we're beautiful, we're asking for it. And Diane Warren said about working on this very powerful song with her, she said she brought it to life. When I brought it to her, it was a very somber ballad, and she had this vision of making it this epic song. Now, the song, it, it is raw. It is haunting. Yeah. And it was... It ended up being nominated for not only a 2016 Grammy in the best song written for visual media category, but it was also nominated for the 2016 Academy Award for best original song. Was it the Grammy performance where she brought on all the the people who were in, like they basically there was a huge row of people in the shadows? The yeah. Yes, yeah, that, totally. that really really got to me, and that just happened to be the same time that I was starting therapy and, and dealing with my own shit. Um, so it, that was really beautiful and moving to me and very helpful, honestly. Hell yeah. And, and I'm so, I'm proud of her that she went to this extent because that must have been very difficult to do. And um, the music video is very, it's beautiful and upsetting. And I like that rather than just making it a sad song, it's a story of, owning yourself and finding yourself again yeah which honestly is again another big part of the turning point for her and what be how this next album becomes a real it feels like the opposite of Mm -hmm. art pop it's like a stripped down raw this is me album with joanne i'm throwing it out there i think that this is my favorite uh, it might be Mine too, I yeah. love Joanne. And this was the time period where they started filming Five Foot Two, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was her cre- it was her recording Joanne. So Lady Gaga gets a new manager with Bobby Campbell and joins Artist Nation, the artist management division of Live Nation Entertainment. 
Gaga wanted to surprise her fans with this album. She says, it's a wonderful soul-searching experience, and it's very unlike art pop in that way. She gets back to working with Red One, who she worked with on her earliest stuff, her early big hits, on a number of the songs. And the big player here is Mark Ronson, Mm -hmm. best known for his collaborations with Amy Winehouse, Adele, Lily Allen, and Miley Cyrus. Ronson and Gaga worked together, co-produced the album for six months. They're working in Rick Rubin's Shangri-La recording studio in Malibu, which makes so much sense because Rick Rubin is very, his approach is very stripped down as well. So it makes sense that they would be in this studio. And this is her allying herself with another person that comes from where she comes from. Mark Ronson said, it just felt very familiar from the start to work with her. We both grew up in New York, 10 blocks from each other. I'm older, but you do the same shit. Drink beer out of paper bags on museum steps. She was like anyone I could have been friends with growing up, which I think is kind of fun. But I I remember. I... I remember. And Ronson said uh, this about people not thinking that they would want a stripped-down album from Gaga. He says, whatever your preconceived notions are, the minute you meet her and see the piano or the guitar and see how real or legit she is, everyone's like, oh, fuck. I want to give her the best song I've ever written. Yeah, and honestly, that's the way I felt watching her performance on Howard Stern, is that was the first time I'd ever just seen her and a piano. It is, It was so moving to see that and the first song her and Ronson write the first day they got together in that studio Shangri-La in Malibu was Joanne the song of course inspired by Gaga's late aunt Joanne Germanata who had a profound effect on Gaga's life and career to the point that she tattooed the date of her death on her left bicep Joanne died when she was just 19 years old of lupus which got more complicated after she experienced a sexual assault Gaga said my connection to her has been strong my whole life I always wondered what it was, the mystery of Joanne, this person that I never got to meet that was an absolute tornado of love and tragedy. She was a powerful, beautiful force in my family's life, and then it's like a beautiful light that just goes out. So I've always used the fact that she didn't get to live the rest of her life as a sense of strength and power within me, that I have to go out and live the rest for her. It's an an acoustic country ballad that was recorded apparently in one take, which is insane, according to Gaga. And there is a scene, we've talked about it before we started, where she plays it for her father and her grandmother at her grandmother's nursing home. The father had to, like, leave the room. At the end, the grandmother said she, quote, got it right with the song, gave her the blessing, all that good stuff. Now, apparently they did, which I I imagine was very different than the other albums that she had recorded, that apparently the sessions for creating Joanne were very loose and informal. So they had also brought in a Nashville songwriter named Hillary Lindsay, who is best known for co-penning Little Big Turn... Little Big Town's Girl Crush and Carrie Underwood's Jesus Take the Wheel. Wow, were you about to call them Little Big Turd? That's, <laughs> that's like, always Jackie. every time when I'm always ripping on them, I'm always calling them Jackie, Little Big Turd. Are you turd. starting a feud with <laughs> yeah. Little Big Town? I can't believe how many online feuds have been yeah, started I'm ready. in part two on Lady Gaga. Can Little Big Turd, I'm gonna put you in the toilet and you're gonna get <laughs> flushed. More like toilet. Flush More rather like than girl crush. Girl girl flush. Yeah, you, you <laughs> bastards. Um, they're not bastards. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? 
Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today um so the the sessions were so loose and informal that apparently Lindsay and gaga even wrote one song around her kitchen table while sharing a plate of spaghetti i think that this really ties into how much i would love to hang out with lady gaga as much as she is very invested in career at this point i think that she was trying to own herself a little bit more that apparently even Mark Ronson said she'd be late to the studio and send me a text like, I'm so sorry, I'm just marinating the chicken. He says, most of my memories of making Joanne are non-musical and warm and fuzzy. Just her over the oven, dressed like a 50s girl from the leader of the pack video, preparing breaded chicken. She took Mm. care of everybody. I mean, her family... Is is sort of like the stereotypical Italian yeah. classic family, but I love feed them. Feed them, feed them. And five foot two, when they show the the baptismal bullshit, I don't know what those things are called. Baptism, baptism, yeah. Um, they're so cute. Their no, family's very sweet. bullshit. I believe baptism. Is the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very. I'm sure it's great. The baby looks very uncomfortable, but you know. And I do. I love. I love this album. And when I when it first came out. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Gaga's going country, which I kind of expected another turn after the Tony Bennett album. Mm-hmm. But what Mark Ronson says, it is not by any means a rock record. She loves her fans and all those people who supported her from the beginning. For her, it's not about fuck them. I'm done with that. I want to do this now. In the studio, she's always like, maybe we put that little famous monster hook in there. There's definitely a lot in there. And Haley Lindsay also agrees. She says, if we're talking about the style of music, this record is not country by any stretch of the imagination. It has some folk influences at times, maybe some acoustic guitar, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's country. Totally. I hope fans hear it for what it is. Lady Gaga speaking from the heart. She can show the world that she doesn't need all the tricks. She can still grab you and have you in the palm of her hand. Also, though, uh, Mark Ronson does credit producer Blood Pop who worked with Justin Bieber and Madonna in the past for actually, quote, bringing the album into the modern era. That it was largely, like, it probably would have sounded a lot more country and stuff, apparently, if it wasn't for Blood Pop. Also, also, she brings in so many cool musicians for this album. Tame Impala frontman Kevin Parker, Father John Misty, Queens of the Stone Ages, Josh Holm, Beck, and Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine for a duo on the song Hey Girl, which, again, you can see footage of them recording that on the five foot two. I love Florence and the Machine. Oh yeah, I would also like to credit Spaghetti because that makes yeah. you happy. I love a spaghetti, and that is, of course, how they got the song "I Love My Spaghetti," yeah. which is well, what the spaghetti, secret track in the album. Spaghetti, are you ready for tomato sauce? Stop, you're gonna make me cry, Jackie. Stop. You're gonna make me cry when she starts lamenting oh, about man. the meatballs. <laughs> Please do a female Weird Al Yankovic for where you do Lady Gaga. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Only I'm about Italian on. food, though. Yes, I'm fine with it. I'm in. 
I live for all the sauce. sauce. I live for all the sauce, sauce. All the sauce. There's so many ways I can go with this, guys. Oh, I've got a new quarantine project. There you go. Uh, all right. <laughs> Fucking damn it. Uh, next, com- now let's we can talk a little bit. We've already mentioned it a few times because this is all happening while the documentary Gaga Five Foot Two is being made. That was released on Netflix in September of 2017, chronicling her on the set of American Horror Story, recording her studio album, Joanne, and putting together her halftime performance for the Super Bowl. The most eye-opening element, at least for me personally watching the documentary, was the chronicling of her battle with fibromyalgia, which uh, as a medical condition characterized by chronic widespread pain and a heightened pain response to pressure. Gaga said, I get so irritated with people who don't believe fibromyalgia is real. For me, and I think for many others, it's really a cyclone of anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. PTSD, trauma, and panic disorder, all of which sends the nervous system into overdrive. And then you have nerve pain as a result. People need to be more compassionate. Chronic pain is no joke. And it's every day waking up not knowing how you're going to feel. And I think that there's a confusion with that, um, with saying, well, this is just in your head. Why can't you stop it? It is definitely linked to your brain. But it's not something that people are just making up, you know, like they are in genuine pain. My grandma suffered from probably something very similar, which I know she was in pain, but they could never find the thing. It's not like, oh, this is a broken bone. No, this is like a torn muscle. It's your your mind and your body are so interconnected in so many weird ways that you it's hard. It's almost harder to figure out how to to cure something like that because it's inside of your head right she she talks about how it was exacerbated or it did spawn from her sexual assault at the age of 19 then Mm -hmm. also just the the effects of fame the effects of like just all of the things she was going through dealing with being a super famous incredibly hard-working pop star led to this point and director chris malkerbell had said that originally Gaga didn't really want to do the documentary. Then she slowly became open to do it, but um, didn't know exactly which approach and style she had wanted. Down the line, Malker Bell said, there were some things that she felt strongly needed to be included, and she had a clear vision as to how to represent these aspects of her life. One of those storylines is her chronic body pain. It was very important that we represented this experience in a way that could be helpful to other people that might be struggling with chronic pain. She was also generally sensitive to the perceptions of young women and girls. Her role as an influential woman is something we took very seriously. He also goes on to say... I always got the feeling that part of her creativity comes from an internal struggle. She has an outsized amount of talent and ambition, but also needs to have real human connections to be happy. Those needs can often be at odds because one is usually at the expense of the other. She's definitely fighting for balance. I like to think of this film as a simple portrait of a truly complex person. She's put herself in such a position of influence and is really thoughtful and hyper-aware of that power. One of my personal takeaways is that there is a lot of power in allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Mm. Truth. Mm. Truth. Truth. That is a fucking truth bombs right there. Who's the yeah. Brene Brown? Brene, Brene, Brene Brown? 
She's a lady, a motivational speaker, and she does a thing called the power of vulnerability. Ooh, very nice. Experiencing <laughs> shame can be powerful. I'm always ashamed of myself. You're so powerful. And almost everything then. I say. <laughs> also, the next thing on my list is one of my favorite halftime specials. Gaga performs a medley at the 2017 Super Bowl halftime show. I did not know that she was only the eighth performer ever to complete the halftime show show solo wow i did not know yeah. that either yeah, yeah she, she did poker fa- i mean and she owns that halftime show she does Dude. poker face born this way telephone million reasons yeah i do my favorite part though is when it's just her on the piano she's about to go into million reasons and you just Ugh. hear her go hi mom hi dad uh, and i just like my heart. my heart that's boring i like when she comes from the ceiling <laughs> oh my god i like the drones because i was like oh they're gonna explode the stadium now I'm giving you a million cheeses, giving you a million, <laughs> million cheeses, cheeses, giving you a million cheeses, about a million cheeses. <laughs> I bow down to each, want to make my plate seem bigger, Lord, give me some more to eat, I need some, some more cheddar, no more cheddar, fuck. <laughs> Cheddar, cheddar, Jackie. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work we're, on we're, that. Don't worry, guys. Uh, I'm coming. I'm coming in hot with it. Uh, fashion, the fashion house Versace uh, created the wardrobe for that show, by the way, and a fleet of 300 dr- drones formed an image of the American flag behind the singer. It's a great halftime show. It One really of my favorites, is. personally. And- also, despite it being right after the election of 2016 that we will all remember for the rest of our lives, she decided to not make her show one about politics. She had said about the press, she said at the press conference before the performance, the only statements that I'm making during the halftime show are the ones that I've been consistently making throughout my career. I believe in a passion for inclusion. I believe in the spirit of equality and that the spirit of this country is one of love and compassion and kindness. My performance will uphold these philosophies. Which, you know what, especially at that point in time, and still, yeah, we need it. We need things that are apolitical. Everything is doused in politics. It's so hard. It's so hard to not. And yes. it's, it, I do really appreciate people who can present things that aren't that way because of my head those voices are constantly screaming so Screeching. it's nice people are just being nice yes parmesan my chicken parmesan <laughs> no bad that does not work <laughs> um uh, <laughs> in the shasha shahalots and the shasha, shasha, <laughs> I, guess right. I think spaghetti works Shallots. better, but we'll work on it. Shallots. All right, either way. Uh, here we go. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Star is born. The fourth remake of the same of a film of the same name, which dates back to 1937, with the original being not about musicians, but instead actors. However, the main beats stay the same. A young ingenue falling in love with a famous actor who's also a drunk, who gets her a big break in the business. I really want to do an episode where we go through all three. All of them? Or all four four versions. Yeah, the four versions of it. And uh, because it is quite a trip, and I've seen... Most of them at this point. And um, it is, it's very interesting, the different takes and how how mm. time the, like changes the, the social the norms and how yes. they change. Yeah. It's really totally. interesting. There's also still an embarrassing drunk award show moment and an attempt at rehabilitation, a suicide, and a letter from the dead. Of course, you also have the 1954 version starring Judy Garland. And here are 
Esther and Norman are actually singers. And then in 1976, you've got the rock and roll version with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. This, of course, uh, with them in kind of a more rock opera style approach. Initially, this film, this new, new remake, Star is Born, was to be directed by Clint Eastwood, which actually makes a lot of sense to me, and starring Mm. Beyonce, who later had to walk away from the project due to her pregnancy and other commitments. And at the time, Bradley Cooper was in talks to star. This is, I just, I didn't even realize how many that there were. Received nominations for Best Picture, Best Actress for Lady Gaga, Best Original Song, Best Actor for Bradley Cooper, Best Supporting Actor for Sam Elliott, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and Best Sound Mixing, and also was up for multiple Grammy Awards. They really did knock it out of the park with this. Which is kind of amazing because Lady Gaga not super you know she hasn't obviously been in really many movies and definitely not like Oscar movies Bradley Cooper this is his directorial debut he ends up sliding into the director role around 2015 uh, and uh, over Clint Eastwood still in talks with Beyonce to star though but then Bradley Cooper approaches Lady Gaga after seeing her perform at a cancer research fundraiser which by the way this is like the second time Lady Gaga was performing at a benefit and got like a huge break out of it so Do that charity, y'all. Bradley Cooper said, I knew nothing about her. Whatever, Bradley Cooper. Um, Also, if you think about it, though, this is their first big project after the curse has been lifted. I think that is a big part of of why this hits it out of the park. Not just helping people and charities and benefits. Well, the witch even said, I have a quote from the witch. Bradley Cooper, he helped me carry my groceries to the car one day. I super not curse him. How is she talking? She melted already. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm just a pair of talking eyeballs. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> Bradley, can I, let me read this real quote from Bradley Cooper. I knew nothing about her. I didn't even know really what she looked like before I met her. And I was, I couldn't believe how comfortable she made me feel and how present she was, is. And then we went to the piano and sang. And it was this kind of wonderful thing. I couldn't believe it. So that was the beginning of the journey. And the first time we sang together, everything's live. We sing everything live in the movie. Oh yeah, there's nothing. We're not lip syncing. And I turned to Lady Gaga who was singing next to me. And she was looking at me like I was Jackson Maine, who is the name of the main character it's of a sexy the man. thing. It's and a when sexy you're in a scene and the actor's fully believing that you're the character, you can't not believe it yourself. So she really gave me that confidence. I think it's also cool. So this is something we talked about last episode that even when she is recording the studios Lady Gaga tends to not go anywhere not fully made up which is why Gaga uh, five foot two was such a big thing because that was her first time showing that she is someone that does hang out and sweat she is a human being but when when they first started after they they had her test for the movie and when they brought her in she came in with her normal makeup how she's done up and Bradley Cooper came out with a makeup wipe and uh. just he said I want to see you and, and then he, without permission, started yeah, yeah, patting. He, sh- he shoved it in her mouth, actually, to clean out her mouth first. <laughs> and that that's kind of, like, sexy in a different way. Wow, that's um, a lady gag gag. Gag gag. And what Lady Gaga, not gag gag, says, <laughs> it put me right in the place I needed to be. Because when my character talks about how ugly she feels, that was real. I'm so insecure. I like to preach, but I don't always practice what I preach. And that is something that I very much understand and identify with because it is something that you want to create within yourself Mm -hmm. by putting out this lesson of love yourself, live yourself, love your body no matter what you look like. 
and you still put on makeup. You still do, you know, you still go through the motions of trying to pretend that you look different than you actually look. And that goes back to being bullied from when she was very young. Yeah, but it's also a human thing. Yes. I like makeup. I think it's fun. It makes me feel happy. And I don't think in itself it's a weakness. No. But it can become a crutch to feel... Like you um, are good enough. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I draw a little man's face on the tip of my penis and then I Mm -hmm. get it big and hard and I literally use it as a crutch. I sort of lean on it and walk with it. I've seen him do it before. It's very unsettling. Yeah, I bet. That's Uh, especially upsetting. With the assless pants that he wears (laughs) with his balls hanging out. (laughs) It's a lot of holding, but also he's being him. Yeah. And I support that. That's me. Lexi must be so excited. She, <laughs> lo- she is just so not close to divorce at all during this quarantine. <laughs> uh, I, now, I will say, I fucking I love this movie, and a big part of it is because of how authentic the music feels. And I real and doing the research, I realize now how, why. Because not only did they perform all the songs live in the film, which was apparently upon Gaga's insistence, but they also co-wrote and produced most of the songs on the soundtrack. 19 out of the 34 songs they worked on together and created together. And Gaga was even saying, like, Cooper would be in the studio even when she wasn't working with Mark Ronson. By the way, they pulled him in to work on the album, which makes a lot of sense because it, again, has that raw Joanne vibe to it. Oh, I yeah. Mean, the music is so good in this in this movie. I mean, and also their their chemistry is just so intense and it so was so intense. successful. Um, they were they were in pre-production on a sequel to it before the virus hit. I mean, oh, did wow. you guys hear about it? Yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm yes. in for it. It's called um Look Who's a Star Now and it's the two leads are chihuahuas. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is that, that a joke, <laughs> Natalie? <laughs> Are you bringing us up and then putting us down in no, this no, our no. time of quarantine? Oh, no, I have a quote for no, the witch. Look, I have a quote for the witch. <laughs> if Natalie makes a joke about a sequel to my favorite movie, I will be cursing her now. Oh, now, no, Natalie. Her next attempt at an aerial it's not, it's not a exercise, joke. she will fall to the ground. No, it's don't not. say that, witch. It's not. It's not. There's two chihuahuas and they talk. Um, <laughs> it's like Homeward Bound mixed with A Star is Born. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see, that's it's real? Cool. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, the I Lady Gaga talks about. <laughs> I really love that again. It's like it has more of the the feeling of a stripped down Joanne, but I also love that they attacked making the music from this from their character standpoint yes. as opposed to her as Lady Gaga. Yeah. So Lady Gaga says the difference from uh, the difference between Allie and me is that when I wanted to become a singer, I hit the concrete running. I was dragging my piano from dive bar to dive bar to play music. I was calling people, faking being my own manager to get gigs. I really believed in myself that I could do this and I wasn't going to stop until I made it. The truth is, when we meet Allie, she's given up on herself, and that's very different from me. I just wasn't overwhelmed by the odds. The truth is, if we were not sitting here today and I hadn't sold as many records as I have, I'd still be in a bar somewhere playing the piano and singing. It's just who I want to be. And another thing, which another way that she brings... Tony Bennett with her to her creation of this. She says, Gaga and Cooper developed a shorthand while working on set. If Cooper wanted Gaga to evoke a feeling of warmth, he'd whisper, Tony. 
knowing that she was has a close relationship with singer Tony Bennett and that whenever she thinks of him, she gets a certain feeling of love. It makes me feel creepy. It's a little oh, creepy to look into someone's eyes and, scre- and whisper Tony. Um, right. Bradley Cooper does creep me out a little bit, I'm going to say. Really? Yep. Interesting. I just want to kiss him so hard. It's just that his eyes are so light blue. It mm. looks like he doesn't have pupils. It's like the ocean, though. So, <laughs> so for the song, of course, "Shallow" is the big standout. Collaborated, Gaga uh, collaborated with Mark Ronson on that song as well. She apparently played the melody for it two years earlier, most likely while working on Joanne. It was written from the point of view of Gaga's character Allie, and it, it becomes about how her and Jackson's desire to go deep in their relationship and out of the shallow area of it, uh, but also. Uh, initially, in all of the other ones, the guy, instead of hanging himself, spoiler alert, he drowns himself. And Cooper's character in the initial script was supposed to have drowned himself at the end of the movie. And I, I, so also Shallow was going to be largely about that oh. instance. Yeah, yeah. And so, but also to get that scene where... Uh, where Jackson first convinces Allie to take the stage and sing Shallow with him. They filmed that, uh, they filled the house, rather, with 2,000 Gaga fans to get that authentic reaction. Afterwards, she played a bunch of her hits on piano for them, which is super cool. Gaga said, I was able to play off of not only memories of what it felt like to be nervous to go on stage, but I also just had it right there. I was standing on the side of the stage during that moment in Shallow. I was watching him rip, roar on the guitar and sing. I really felt nervous. I really felt afraid. It really just took me back to that place. That's so fun for those uh, audience members. Yes, I know. To be a part of it. It's so cool. And, and that I, reaction feels so real. So it, it makes does. a lot of sense that they were actually Lady Gaga fans because when she starts belting out shallow that is a you feel it man yeah. it gives you those tingles mm-hmm. also they would sneak in filming during actual music festivals such as Coachella and Glastonbury Gaga would shoot headline a show then get more shots it was like insane and they even go on during Chris Christopherson's set at one of those shows and got some some shots which is amazing because of course Chris Christopherson does the Barbara Streisand version uh, before this Chris Christopherson and Gaga had described working with Cooper that it just has changed me watching Bradley work was phenomenal and then having him believe in me it gave me more ammunition to believe in myself and I just feel so blessed to have had that experience which it of course it is very funny and her reactions to how everyone felt after they perform shallow at the academy awards together where their eyes are locked the entire time and of course the internet goes crazy because they must be in a relationship her relationship had ended and he was still in a relationship but everyone's like oh maybe he's cheating on Mm -hmm. her and she just laughed about it afterwards because she's like I guess we did a good job. I mean, I will say it was weird to me with that one part where she's saying, cheat on your wife. Yes, that was weird that, <laughs> that she inserted that. Yeah. Why that's are you not reaching for things? You know? <laughs> Everybody's always trying to put stuff on her. <laughs> All right, the home stretch, y'all. Uh, Shall we talk about, uh, I have a little bit on the Las Vegas residency that I'm so sad I didn't get to see. I'm very sad. Gaga signs on for a two-year residency called Lady Gaga Enigma. There were two types of shows. She does like a cheek-to-cheek jazz and piano 
uh, show where she, it's the American Songbook mixed with stripped down versions of her own songs. And then there's uh, the Enigma show, which is like her big pop show. I did see some footage from it. It looks fucking great. Yes. Uh, and she launches uh, during this time her vegan makeup line, House Laboratories, during this time. I remember we talked about this on page seven when it was happening. At the end of 2019, consisting of 40 products from liquid eyeliners to face masks, stickers, and all sorts of things. So there you go. You can have face like Gaga. Have a fit. That's a but she's not making song. an empire. There's <laughs> like, no way she's making an empire. Don't even think about how she is making an empire. She's not. <laughs> she's not doing that. All right. Let's talk about. I I lament to speak towards this, but Chromatica. So Chromatica is supposed to be what was supposed to be coming out on April fourth. We are we were doing this for this debut of the album, which got pushed back because, of course, it will go hand in hand with her next tour. So it does make sense of why she pushed it back. This is the true tragedy of this time period. I yes. know. I hate the quarantine. The I want Chromatica. Was that we would drop this to accompany the new album? She started working on this back in 2018 in recording studios in LA and New York City. Blood Pop was brought back in for this uh, for this one, along with German electric electronic music producer Boys Noise. Gaga confirmed <laughs> this will be a dance record. That quote: "I put all my heart, all my pain, all my messages." from the other realm that I hear of. Hmm. What they tell me to tell the world. And I put it into music that <laughs> I believe to be oh, so no, And you know energetically, purely pure, I want people to dance <laughs> and feel happy. I would Aww. like to put out music that a big chunk of the world will hear and it would become <gasps> a part of their daily lives and make them happy every single day. I am not the witch hiding in Lady Gaga's Wait skin. a second. I am not the witch la- hiding in Lady Gaga's have they formed one? Are they one body now? I don't know what we're gonna I don't do, know guys. What's Should going we? On. What do we? How do we get the witch out of Lady Gaga? I think she swallowed the eyes. Oh, I don't know if we can do anything. Swallowed, she swallowed the eyes. the eyes. That makes so much it, sense. I mean, and I know I get it because it's like, oh, do they feel like peeled grapes? Could <laughs> this be something that is nutritionally mm-hmm. good for me? But psychologically, it's bad for you, Gaga. Right. I just, it was Those eyeballs out. It was meant to tempt her, much like the apple. In that, oh, that the Bible. story. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yep. indeed. She said that I want to put out a record that forces people to rejoice even in their saddest moments. And she says as well, and by the way, I'm not standing over here with a flag going, I'm all healed, everything's perfect. It's not. It's a fight all the time. I still work on myself constantly. I have bad days. I have good days. Yeah, I live in Chromatica. It took a minute to get there, and that doesn't mean I don't remember what happened. Yeah, she says, I live on Chromatica. That is where I live. I went into my frame. I found Earth. I deleted it. Earth is canceled. I live on Chromatica. (laughs) She's doing a fun, like, robot (laughs) space thing right now. So if you guys watch the music video to Stupid Love, dude, I'm here for it. Whatever she's doing right now, I'm fucking... You know um, what's fucked up? Earth did get canceled. She did this. Oh, my God, did she? She did this. Wait a second. So she swallowed the eyeballs. Mm -hmm. She became the witch. Earth has been canceled. Yes. Do we then in turn also live on Chromatica now? Maybe. I think so. Well, if the witch lives on Chromatica, then we inherently live on Chromatica. But if the witch lives somewhere else like Mars or some sort of distant galactic planet, then we may live on that figuratively and literally. So hopefully the witch will not curse us with another bad album. And uh. <laughs> I love, I, it was fine learning about Lady Gaga. It was exceptional learning about Tony Bennett, but it was... 
so important to me to learn about this fucking witch. Yeah, it was very scary, and I'm glad that we are now. We have now something else to fear. Now, I did want to end our Lady Gaga. Now, Oprah had asked her, when you look back on the past 10 years, at what moment do you feel like you were most able to express that kindness heals all things? She says, I think it really started with my relationship with my fans. Looking out into the audience and seeing so many people who were like me, people who felt different, who didn't feel seen or understood. And then also seeing a lot of kids who felt afraid to be open about who they are. It became sort of an existential experience for me, where I thought about what it means to be an individual. I wanted to fight for those individuals. I actually said this the other day on social media. I said, I didn't do this for fame. I did it for impact. And that's the truth. I recognized very early on that my impact was to help liberate people through kindness. I mean, I think it's the most powerful thing in the world, particularly in the space of mental illness. And I think that that is a good way of of wrapping up what she's doing and what she's trying to do. And in this day and age where there are a million celebrities, and I think also what we're going through right now in how we feel about celebrities and celebrity culture and putting people up on a pedestal, that this is a person that no matter what has tried cool different things, that has suffered a lot in her past, and is trying to work through those things with not only creating art, but with a huge sense of spreading kindness. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that is something that we desperately need now more than ever is remembering to be good to each other. It's true. And it doesn't always have to look like, you know, Johnny Good Shoes. Goody yeah. Shoes. Because you know what? Johnny Good Shoes. Johnny Good Shoes. <laughs> Johnny good I shoes. swear to God, if you come close to me with your apple seeds. Ugh. Like, I, you know, I'm more bad shoes. <laughs> no, get out of here. <laughs> okay, I'll leave now. Bye. Well, that was Bye. easy. Plump, oh. <laughs> I think it can look, uh, it can look like. I'm done with both of you. Get I'm out of here. Um, fine, go. Bye, Mark. Uh, Charlie, Holden, whoever you are, little girl who loves to play piano. Oh, my God. Calling um, him out like that. Wow. We just started a feud. So Wow. Are yep. we in an online feud? Well, yep. call me Nellie, all right? Because I love it. Call me okay. now. <laughs> we gotta go. Jeans, boots with the we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. We gotta go. We gotta oh get out of here. Right, we gotta get out of here. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. If you'd like to check us out further, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast for just five bucks. There are monthly, I'm sorry, for just five bucks a month, there are weekly bonus episodes on there, plus more these days because of the quarantine. Also, you can find me twitch.tv forward slash holdenators ho. Jackie and I party down 6 p.m. ET on my Twitch channel. Don't miss it. Natalie uh, I am Lazy Gaga you can follow me uh, on Instagram Twitter TikTok some other stuff probably under the Natty Jean and also we have an Instagram and a TikTok for page 7 under page 7 LPN and I'm just Jackie Lady Jaja and the Lady Jaja wants you to smile you can follow me on Instagram and check that worm we love you guys bye bye love you, bye This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.